Christmas, everyone. Look Merry at Rachel. Merry I Christmas. am ready for a Hallmark I know, movie. You said to scooch closer to me. There you oh, go. Oh, that is Hallmark. Look how yes, cute that is. That's very cute, but they can't hear us if we do that. So okay, I'll fine. go back to no this. No snuggling today. Uh, but it is Christmas season. We love doing the Campbell Soup podcast. Hopefully, uh, you are, I don't know, maybe you have good traffic because it's better now. I don't like it right now because it gets so dark so soon. Oh my gosh. I love it because it's cuddly. Oh, okay. It's cuddly, but it is a good season. We're talking about just the last couple of weeks. We'll just be talking kind of Christmassy because it goes with it, but just to kind of help some things while we go with it. And so uh, today we really want to talk about more about Christmas. And um, I think, I mean, I guess since I'm starting it out, I'll just tell you what the title is. We are Christmas. Um, But um, I think it goes back to I, I I see a couple things happen during this season. There are is there's the angry Christian that comes out during the Christmas season that is not Ebenezer Scrooge, Baja Humbug Christmas, but it's this mad at Starbucks. At materialism. Yes. And mad at capitalism and mad at, you know, all these people for not like you're mad at non-Christians for not being Christian. And, um, and so, you know, just kind of like all of that rage and like, I can't believe that target and you know, your normal ones that you're just like boycotting Disney target. What's the, what's the hit list this year? JC Penney's did this and Coles did this. And it's like, and then Coles and then like bent on saying, if somebody says happy holidays, you're like, you will say Merry Christmas. And like, you know, if somebody asks what your name is at Starbucks, you tell them that your name is Mary, and then last name is Christmas, so then they have to say Merry Christmas. You're like, ha-ha. Wait a second. That's actually, that's actually a really good one. Well, so you say your name is Mary. Yes, and then your and, last name is Christmas. Oh. And so then they have to read, you know, and your latte is ready. Nice. Merry that Christmas. Is a good trick. And then people are like, oh, my gosh, they said it. Uh, all of those kind of things. And and I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, and but but Christmas is more than that. And this isn't a new thing. I mean, when you look at the Church of England back in the day and you look at um, Protestant when they uh, when we had the Protestant Reformation, I mean, they were all these different things where some of our songs were written during that time because they were kind of banned. And uh, and so this isn't new, yeah. but it's bigger than that, right? Yeah. And I think that here's, here's what I really feel in my heart, babe, is cr- there is no season like the season of Christmas where hearts are more open. And as Christians, we miss the plot sometimes because we think Jesus needs propping up and Jesus does not lose his power because a non-Christian doesn't say Merry Christmas, honestly. And I think, you know, of course we glorify God. We worship in such a beautiful and a special way during the Christmas season, but we don't need to be afraid of the world at Christmas time. I think that's the whole point is that the power of God to seek and save the lost is not minimized because people are refusing him. It never in all of history, it's never been that way. And um, we, so we want to read this because what our whole title today is an encouragement to Christians. We are Christian Christmas. We are Christian, but also we are Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And um, what do we mean by that? And I want to read Colossians one twenty seven because it's so perfect. It just says, 
to whom God was pleased to make known all what is riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I think that's what we want to encourage you today is that you don't have to fight the world to carry the glory of God. The promise here, right here in Colossians is that God chose to put his glory inside of us. The whole mystery of this world is that there's a Christ in you, Christ in you, Christ in me. Yeah. Um, that is the hope of glory to this world. And God has called us this Christmas season to carry his glory in such a way that the world wants what we're carrying. Yeah. And one of the quotes of the old saints, uh, St. Saint Francis of Assisi says, uh, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. And so Amen. Christmas is more than getting somebody to say Merry Christmas mm -hmm. or changing the decorations at Nordstrom to not say Happy Holidays. Like, you know, don't get in a fight over that. What the yes. scripture says is Christ is in us. And so we really are Christmas to, to those that aren't. And we can either be a really good Christmas or a really bad Christmas, depending on if you're a Karen of the bells or if you are really letting Jesus shine through us. And uh, and I think it really can. And it's like the war, we could either be the best demonstration of what yes. Christmas can be, or we can be the very worst, you know, when it's all about us and it's about making us feel safe and all of these things. It's like, whoa, 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 you're, you're not describing Christmas well or showing off Christmas well. It's almost like you, you, um, we're the Christmas tree and what kind of decorations are on it? What are you decorating? Is it just nasty garbage that you pulled out or is it really something that gets people's attention and they go, wow. And it's obviously it's not us, but it's the Christ in us. So yeah. maybe today, because I'm the practical one. Maybe there's some practical ways that we can talk about that. Like, how are we Christmas to those around us? Mm -hmm. uh, how are we uh, doing with that? And I, I think the first thing that I would just say is on the practical side, Rachel, and I know we've even mentioned it before, but like I was anti-Christmas because of retail. You were a little grinchy. I was a little grinchy, yeah. a little scroogey, and just worn out because it started like September, you know, right after Labor Day for me, it was in retail. We had to start changing things, getting it ready for Christmas. Um, and I, I guess I looked at it not spiritually. I think that what you allowed me to do is really to recognize this is a holy time. This is Christ mass, Christ mass. This was the, what we're, we're um, worshiping this moment. And then really, when I start looking at the stories, looking at the word of God, it really, we don't have the crucifixion if we don't have Christmas. And yeah. so just kind of looking at, you know, God's plan that he has for us and, and what a special uh, birthing, the miraculous, the virgin birth, you know, all of these things, it really is the season for Christians to shine. Yeah. It it really is the season to really celebrate, not to be like, oh, the Christmas tree is pagan and the Christmas lights are somehow the mark of the beast. You know, yeah. all of those kind of things that are so, I don't know, sensational and people kind of uh, can sometimes do it. No, no, no. This is this is like, you know, Christmas and Easter. These are our these are ours. These are our holidays. Right. This is the time to shine during them, not 
actually go back. Yeah. And um, we don't need to minimize the power of God's glory. Mm. And I think that when we are um, shaming the sinners of the world because they're not glorifying God, we're minimizing the glory of God Yeah, because his glory doesn't need permission to be awesome. Well, Does that make sense? And, and can I just interrupt you on that? Absolutely. The Christmas story. Only it's Christmas time. Well, but the Christmas story in, in a manger just shows us God doesn't need our work. He, and I, I can't say that enough is that Jesus doesn't need our enhancing. He yeah. doesn't need special lights on him. He doesn't need us to um, bat down every opponent because he can't. And I think yeah. that sometimes we forget how powerful and awesome the glory of God is. When I think about where I used to be and when God decided to show off in my life, and show up and break every chain of bondage. That did not happen because I said Merry Christmas the right way, because I boy it just didn't. There are there is no earthly thing that can hinder the power and the glory of God. But Colossians talks to us about how his glory is manifested through us. And so when we are preoccupied, I guess this is a, this is a, um, just an encouragement to Christians to be true Christians this year is that when we're preoccupied with batting down evil, then sometimes that's what God's power has to be used for instead of what it's meant for, which is being different. I want my light. I want my life at Christmas time to be so full of supernatural love and grace. I want to be a help to people who need help. I want to see the broken world and say, God, how could I be a part of changing this small little space of time um, for someone else? How can I be a glory carrier instead of a darkness fighter? I think that um, when we begin to glorify the light of God through our lives and we begin to set that atmosphere for the people around us and for our families. And that's what we're exalting. That's what we're making big. There's nothing impossible for God. And I believe that through Christmas, God wants to, sh- to have salvations happening, yeah. not just arguments won. This is a bigger, we need to step out of that, out of out of the lives what we're living in and the climate of our world. We step out of it and see a bigger God with a greater plan. You know, Mary had to do that. Joseph had to do that. Every single person in involved in the history of the Christmas story, they had to step out of the smallness of what they were living in and the climate of their world to see that God was bigger and had a bigger plan for their life. And it's the same for us. We can get small minded. We can win small battles against sinners, or we can step outside of that and go, what could happen if I surrendered my life to God right now and allowed him to lead me and became the hope of glory to this world. It looks a little different. It sounds a little different. It's refreshing to people who aren't saved and they begin to be attracted to that. I I mean, we could just stop the podcast there and say there. I mean, what you just articulated is so true. And um, it really is. Um, it's not about what other people say. It's the Christ in us. And this is our season. And, you know, God loves celebrations. If you look in the Old Testament and look at the different, um, you know, there were like these quarterly different um, t- Feast of the Tabernacles, you know, all these different little moments. And God loves 
loves celebration. And so Christmas is a celebration and we get to celebrate, you know, that it's Jesus. And I know it's like, he's the reason for the season. Um, yes, but live that, be the reason for the season. And I know, uh, again, uh, preach the gospel, use words <laughs> if necessary. And uh, the more we, you and I just in our neighborhood and in the malls, you know, and just uh, just on walks and stuff, we are Christmas uh, and really letting people see that. The, the great thing is we're um, advertising something right now that is is needed. And so it's not like we're um, advertising popsicles in Alaska, you know, where it's cold. Nobody wants a popsicle in Alaska. We're advertising, um, you know, these thermal jackets that stay warm by batteries. Exactly. And that people are looking for Christ right now. And uh, it's, and it's, even though the world is anti maybe Christ, um, there's something that they're open to during this season. Um, Generosity is at an all time big Uh, giving is at an all time, but you know, so it's almost like God is setting it up for you and I to really embrace, Embrace and say, this is my season. I am Christmas. I am that example to wherever we go, wherever there is happy holidays, I am Christmas. Everywhere, you know, there's something else. We, you and I get to be that. And I take it as an honor yes. and a badge of, yeah. man, let's bring some of that life. So uh, any more practical things? I just that you remember would say? being a little girl and I had four brothers and we used to play all kinds of games outside. And I remember there would be moments where I would want to pass the ball to someone on my team. I was kind of a tomboy and I would want to pass the ball, but they were looking the wrong direction. And I feel like God right now is wanting to pass us the ball. And some of us are looking in the wrong direction and just a little bit too preoccupied with bad news, wrong things happening, the cares of this world, when God's like, can I pass you my glory? Can I trust you? And you know, the Bible says that who is faithful in the little, God will make ruler over much. If you want to carry the glory of God in a powerful way, if you want to be someone that lays hands on the sick and sees them recover, it starts with looking the right way and being ready to be past the ball. And then allowing it to be a moment where God can trust you love others and not hit them in the face with it. And I think that it's really important and crucial moment this Christmas to be able to look up and allow God to pass us. Let us be people who can carry his presence in a way that represents who he is and his nature instead of the war we're trying to win in one day. This We're playing the long game and we want to see the lost found, right? And yeah. so this is a season of harvest. Like I believe Israel, this is a season of harvest like no other year. And so um, let's, let's fixate on that. Let's really allow God to use our lives to carry his glory. Yeah. And I mean, it is, it's a great time to invite people over for, um, you know, dinner or invite them to come with you to a candlelight service. You know, all these moments are um, usually uh, yeses versus maybe during the rest of the year, it could be a no. But if you're like, hey, would you like to come to our candlelight service? It's amazing the people that would say yes, versus maybe in the summer, they wouldn't come to a church service because we it's it's really like you said, uh, pass me the ball. I'm ready, God. Mm-hmm. I am ready for that, which really then just changes our mindset of like, okay, let's make sure we have the right mindset this season. And uh, the great thing about the Holy Spirit in all of this too is our community, 
communion with the Holy Spirit and our communication with the Holy Spirit will show us ways that we can be Christmas, you know, uh, and there's so many different ways. Like I said, you know, this is a, such an easy time to find um, uh, people to partner with that are giving. This is such an easy time to reach. Like normally if I brought cookies over to my neighbor's house, like August 10th, they would be like, what's the deal? But in December, bringing over cookies that says Merry Christmas, the Campbells, you know, you're, we're so glad you're the neighbors. They, they're like good with that. Yeah, and they so, love it. yeah. And so just really embracing some of this times. Yeah. I think that, um, one way to show the glory of God is taking care of someone else's need. And, um, like, okay, today, this is a very, very specific and funny thing, but <laughs> Israel and I were walking on the strand. Don't hate if you don't live in California, but we have this place called the strand and it's pretty nice. It's just a sidewalk along the beach yeah. that we like to go and seek the Lord. And he's always there. But, uh, <laughs> production we, notes. Yeah. So, um, I, there was a lady in a wheelchair. It was like a motorized wheelchair and she was getting out to get some fresh air with her dog, who was obviously like a service dog. And you could tell her life was hard and, um, things weren't easy for her. And her dog pooed right on the strand. Can you say and that over the podcast? Christmas poo. It was Christmas. <laughs> it was Mr. Hanky. <laughs> but, um, and everyone was just walking by her like she was a nuisance. And I felt like the Holy Spirit told me, just go help her and scoop it up for her instead of her having to get off of her wheelchair somehow and get down there to do it. And so I did. It was so easy. It was disgusting. I hated it. It's, it's a humbling thing. But I felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit. It really took no, nothing off of my life to do, except for maybe humbled me a bit. And um, I felt like I served her and just was good at being passed the ball from God. I didn't witness to her. I just loved her. And I did something that somebody else couldn't do for themselves. And it was simple, but I feel like sometimes we underestimate those moments when they're just beautiful moments to serve our community, to love somebody, to help somebody and do something for someone that I can do that they can't. So what is that in your life that is there, is there someone in your world who's in need that you could do something for that they can't right now do for themselves? It doesn't even have to be financial. It could be a mom who's working 40 hours a week and then stressed out coming home and cooking. And you say, Hey, Thursday night, don't cook at 6 PM. You'll have a hot meal at your door because I love you. Something that you could do that's super practical that maybe it's just, maybe they even could do for themselves, but it will bless them not to. Um, that's being Jesus. Yeah. And I love that. I love what you said that you did it. You felt the Holy spirit. And then, and if you pick up someone else's poo, wash your hands before you make someone dinner. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. I'm all about practicality and I'm really glad you did that. Uh, but I think what was good, what you said about that is I didn't, wit you know, I didn't do it and then witness. Um, and, and not that you I don't you record me and post it on our ministry page. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Um, but I think what is so good about that is knowing, um, we've talked about this before, but spiritual muscle memory. And so when you obey the Holy Spirit in a dumb little thing, like picking up the lady's dog's poo, he's actually says, if you're faithful in the little, he'll make you ruler over much. And sometimes we see other people's lives and we're like, how come they got that opportunity? Or how come they did that? Usually I would say that they would tell you it was probably somewhere picking up somebody else's dog poo. And we, with the glamour of social media, we just think that they just arrived. But most stories uh, have a past, especially throughout the 
Bible that where they started out was actually not that, but the small steps of obedience. And and so just anytime the Holy Spirit tells you and prompts you, just go ahead and do that, even if there's not a ministry opportunity. Like, oh, I didn't get to lead them in the sinner's prayer. I didn't get to invite them in church. That's okay. And uh, be good with that, but God will increase it. But if you don't do those things, he's not going to tell you to lay hands on somebody and and see them recover. You you won't have the muscle memory to do that, or you won't have the seeds of faith to do that. So I thought that that was really good. Yeah. And what you said is so good about, you know, um, you think that people get what they get um, just by getting it, but usually there's a picking up the poo story. <laughs> now this has become our theme, but um, usually there's those stories. And I, I just want to say too, the more successful we become, the more we should be doing the humbling things and the small Hello. things. And I think that that's what keeps us grounded. It's what keeps us pure hearted and um, not doing it for the lights, camera action or the pay raise or the, um, cause it's good on my resume or it's good for my portfolio. No, it's because I'm a servant of God. And if you Ask me to do something small for someone else that humbles me, I'm going to jump at that chance because it makes me a greater, it makes me greater in the big moments. Yeah. And I just, um, you know, if we look at some of those early church history literature, early church letters from um, fathers, whether it was uh, Clement or whatever, we don't see this battle against culture, um, like fighting whatever culture was doing at the day, we see service. And that's what um, Christianity exploded on the scene with and really reversed revivals that were ever happened were acts of service. And they just were shocked at the way Christians behaved, not what Christians boycotted, not what Christians said they stood against, but it was what Christians under pressure did. So they just kept on loving and they kept on serving because they were Christians. They were Christmas. They were Christ followers. And I think that um, people who carry the glory of God absolutely should smell and feel and look different. Their lives, when you're in a grocery store with someone carrying the glory of God, you should notice. And people should notice the glory on our lives. Um, and and we allow it. We're the ones who let the glory of God out or we stifle it in and keep it for ourselves. And that's a really small way to live. So let's be carriers of the glory of God. Can I read this prayer of St. Francis Assisi? Because it convicts me every time. And I, I read it. That's the same one who I quoted. Read, I know. And we didn't share each other's notes. So this is like like right on point. But I just want to read this because it means so much to me and it helps me refocus my heart towards God and being his vessel. But it says, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace where there is hatred. How many of you are around environments where Mm. there's hatred? He asks God where there's hatred. Let me so love where there is injury, pardon, where there is discord, unity, where there is doubt, faith, where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, and where there is sadness, let my life sow joy. I love that so much. Oh, divine master, grant that I might not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand others, to be loved as to love others. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. And it's countercultural to everything that we see during the selfish season of December is, Lord, let me be someone where there's disunity. Let me fight for unity. Let me carry the peace of God 
Let me carry your glory in such a way that it changes atmospheres everywhere that I go. I love that. Uh, let's wrap up with that because I don't think there's much more that we can say on that. That, But just let's be Christmas to a world that is really actually looking for something more. Uh, and I'm telling you, it's easy to shine um, in darkness. It really is. Uh, but you can keep on trying to attack darkness or we can actually shine some light in it. And really, we are Christmas. The, the Christ in us. And I love that, Rach. Let's show it. Let's um, really uh, do that. Could you maybe just pray with everybody and just say that for them? Yeah, God, I just thank you that my life is uh, a subtotal of others who gave, and others who loved me enough to show your glory. God, I'm so thankful for that. And now it's my turn. Lord, it's my turn to be a glory carrier. Lord, I pray for every person listening, God, that you will fill us with your glory, that you will find us trustworthy with who you are, with your word, with um, sharing your love across this world. God, I pray that you make us sensitive to people around us, that we are called to make a difference in their life. Lord, I pray that you fill us with boldness, that it's not our good works, but it is your faithful love toward us that makes us eligible to be carriers of your Holy Spirit. I just pray, God, that you help us do that. Lord, we thank you for harvest this year. Yeah. Lord, that we don't harvest through hate. We harvest because we are loved first. So help us be that, Jesus. We celebrate you. We exalt you in every area of our lives this Christmas. Amen. Amen. And hey, a practical thing, Rachel, on our flourishing uh, Instagram, there is a new that you do almost every year, uh, but an advent and yeah. just uh D different devotions, different schools of thought, different just ideas about Christmas. Yeah, uh, every day of December. Every day. And it's always, I feel like, I know it's one of your highlights, but it's so great listening to some of your friends, some of the people in the church. And so, you know, if this is difficult for you, I think really this Advent would really help, yeah. uh, you know, just kind of staying in that right mode. It's not about me. It's not about my yeah. list. It is about the Christ in me. So check yep. that out also. On Instagram, I'm flourishing. It's going to be awesome. Love you guys. Merry Christmas.